Y'all ready to be history? It started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on-the-road voice recording. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars. George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Tribooth. Don't forget the code TRIPAP200 to get $200 off your purchase. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Now, talk about hearing things. I don't know whether you're going to hear much residual noise in the files we're about to play. But while I was away, of course, I was um, still working and had to record in some pretty tricky environments. So... And normally when I get back, I just play the files just to check. And, you know, when I'm back in the studio, just have a proper listen to what I've been recording. And I thought just for the hell of it, I'll send the files to you guys. One that's recorded here and one that was recorded in a closet in Rome um, using the same interface, microphone, laptop. But just the environment was different. And I just wanted to get some feedback from... So what was your mic in while you were away? What were you using? Uh, The mic was a 41.6 into an SSL 2 and then straight into the laptop. And I didn't take the tri-booth because there were four of us and it was um, we needed all the space we could have in our suitcases. Mm -hmm. So I actually took um, Harlan's Portabooth Pro. Mm -hmm. So that's what we used. Well, it's a bit hard to trip around Europe with a... uh with a tri-booth, let's be it, honest. Yeah. If I was in one place, it would have been fine, but because we're going from one city Multi-city to another in different tough, locations, yeah, yeah it's on the move. Yeah, it was a pain to take, so anything was too big. Well, George, you're the uh, DJ of the day. All right, well, looks like uh, I've queued it up, so we have three takes in one location and three takes in the other location. Yeah. And I've tried to gain match them by Luff's normalization to minus 23, so that Shouldn't be influenced too much by levels. So, uh, well, here we go. Make your rent money work harder for you. Put it towards a home loan. Fixed for one year from 3.99%. Start paying your own mortgage, not your landlord's. Fixed home loans for three years from 4.24%. Move from renting to buying with a home loan fixed for five years at 4.49%. Starting the 23rd of June, enjoy direct flights from Sharjah to Antalya in Turkey. Starting the 23rd of June, enjoy direct flights from Sharjah to Antalya in Turkey. Starting the 23rd of June, enjoy direct flights from Sharjah to Antalya in Turkey. So they're both obviously very usable. They definitely have a different tonality, which is an interesting task to try to match them. And that I actually yeah. do have clients send me audio from the road. And saying, "Can you make me an EQ to match my home <laughs> studio?" Oh God! Which is a cha- it's challenging. To, it's yeah. a challenging thing to do sometimes yeah. when they're too far apart. But uh, there's so many nuances, though. There's rooms, you know. Right. There's things that the room does to it, and there's proximity to the mic, and there's it's not just EQ. That's the thing, right? Well, I have a lot better luck when it's something like the tri booth, where the room reverb is com- almost completely dead. You yep. know. 
Yep. Um, yep. Then I just then I have some brightness or some muddiness or whatever to balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes the dry booth sounds better than the home studio. Yeah, that yes. happens yep. Sometimes because they're yeah. at home, yeah. they're in say a whisper room. It's a four by four, and it's not acoustically tuned. It's, it's boxy. boxy, and then they're in the tri booth, and it's not boxy, and it's like, oh, this sounds better. Yeah. So uh, yep. yeah. So um, what's the takeaway from this? Well, I reckon the first one is the away one, I would guess. Mm-hmm. And the yep. second one is the Indian studio That's what one. I think. Well, if you listen carefully, you probably, you can hear anyway that there's quite a bit of yeah. noise in the background. I mean, there's... Um, there's a level difference even. Yeah. yeah. But look, I mean, I, I, I sort of said this before we started recording. I think both are infinitely usable. There's nothing fatally wrong with the location one at all. And obviously the studio one will... It's your home studio. There's, I don't know too many home studios that could top it, so there's not going to be any issues there, no matter what you're recording on, really, if you, as long as you're sensible about it. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I liked them both. I think it's a good experiment, though, because it, you know, like you said, it's the same signal path, but it's a great thing for people to hear how dramatically the acoustical environment will change the sound mm-hmm. of the recording. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, it, and it's difficult and because, you know, I, I mean, I was on the move, so I was going from one place to another to another. So that was only one location, and each location was different, completely again. different from yep. the, the, you know, or, or the others. Yep. So it was a constant, so like, how am I going to make this one work? Um, I think the one in Rome was probably the easiest because there was a walk-in closet that I could set up in, and I also said it was like a... Um, a comforter that was folded up and I just dangled that across like an ironing board and a ladder and stuff like that on one wall. So at least I had one wall to the side of me that was um, had something on it, mm-hmm. um, which I think helped. But, I mean, the interesting thing, uh, the interesting observation I would make is we've just had to move house yet again. Um, but uh, the both... Tanae's um, studio, home studios have been in a walk-in wardrobe at the old place. We had one and we've got one here. So same rig, same, pretty much the same sized walk-in wardrobes, but just a little bit of a different layout. You know, they're only small nuances, but I can still hear the difference between those two rooms when I'm listening to stuff that she's done yeah. since we've been here. So it doesn't take a lot in no. in terms of the size of the room to change what you're actually getting. Well, I mean, it's not just the mic and the size of the room. It's also the location of the mic in that room. Yes. Because there yeah. are these nodes, you know, that build up in different mm-hmm. dimensions. And, like, you, you could move that microphone over four or five inches to, to one side or the other or front to back or whatever, mm-hmm. and the sound will change in the same room. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's it's challenging to get two spaces to match perfectly if you don't match all the all the aspects. Yeah, and it's interesting. Like I said before, we started recording. I mean, a lot of people have pretty rudimentary setups at home, um, which are pretty well the same as what I take on the road. I guess right, right. Um, so and it's difficult. Well, soon you're yeah. going to be taking something different. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, sure will. No excuses then. Yeah, but you you made a good point though, George. Before we started recording, you should share that. Oh well, you know, travel voiceover kits have been, and you know, it's been on. They've been on people's minds every every spring. Um, you hear a lot of people asking about it, and what I need to upgrade my kit, or I need to get a kit, or um, this and that. And the, what I'd like to remind folks is is that 
recording on the road of a professional quality voiceover track that's going to go to finish. Doing that remotely out of the studio or out of the home is a difficult thing. I call it the black belt of recording because you, you have to not only be able to be as good at doing what you do at home while traveling, right? So no matter what the distractions are, the weird environment, the weird time of day, whatever it is, you have to do that same performance or match something. And then um, you add that, you add, of course, now the technical side of it, the acoustical variations, the noise floor changes. Really, unless you know your client extremely well and you know exactly what they will, let's just say this way, tolerate. Accept. You don't, you can't do this. You can't make that judgment call. It's definitely not for somebody who's, dare I say, in the first four or five years of their voiceover career that you would be doing this. I would agree. I would totally. Agree. I don't know about five years. I would say the first two yeah. years. It really is not about how many years. It's more about how many sessions you pull and what variety of things you do. Yeah. But, but if you're only doing a session or two a week, I would. I would kind of think three or four years. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it's not that I'm, I'm discouraging you from doing it, but um, it, it is definitely don't haul a lot of gear with you um, and think you're going to just keep right on working it's not easy like if you're going to really really have to record you know and you know it's very rarely going to come up at least have a handle on some place to go do that recording mm-hmm. at the very least um but, well i know, would also think maybe practice i mean ap you before you go away you you're always mucking around with setups and what you're going to take with you and sending yeah, me files you're and testing going, things and yeah, yeah. You're getting us to hear your audio yeah. and is this going to work? And how's this? And absolutely. And and the thing is, you really don't know what you're going to end up, where you're going to end up setting up. That that's the the thing. It's, um, I mean, you can look at photographs of the place you're renting or whatever, mm. and try and work out from a photo. But that that's you know that doesn't work. I mean, it's when you get to the the actual place and you start wandering about trying to find somewhere that's going to work and also taking into account that you're not the only person there. There's <laughs> going to be like there's the whole family there. Yeah. So you're kind of working around them as well. That's right. Um, it's tricky. You know, I've offered a service yeah. on my website for a long time, which is like a travel support. So like if you know you're traveling yep. and you know you're going to need someone to bounce things off of, tech support things, check things, whatever, to have somebody at the ready is the it's the whole idea of the service right so mm. you know some people do actually have our services on a contract where we see them every month or talk to them or see them every three months whatever but you know this is a like a sort of a on-demand service contract where you can get it for a week you know yeah nice and yeah it's not i don't get many people take me up on it maybe once or twice a year honestly but you know it's it's a huge peace of mind to have somebody to talk to test things out Andrew has has Robbo, you know, and those guys are buds, and Robbo backs them up. But uh, a lot of people don't have that, and it's, you really need that true that confidence. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Didn't Steve? Didn't Steve used to do the the, the kits, the VO kits? Absolutely. Yeah. Out? Our pal, uh, my pal Steve Nafshin, who's retired now, but he uh, he had kits that we built, and they were called we called them, or I called them VO to go kits. But um, he would rent them out, and you know he was lit- literally listening to every session to make sure it sounded the way it was supposed to sound. Because he was doing a bridge, or you know, or even recording occasionally. I mean, he'd have somebody with uh, connecting up, and just like, just can you record me, Steve, and send the files? And Steve would do it. Mm. 
Um, yep. So they, he knew what was getting sent out and knew that it was going to work for that client. So, AP, here's a question for you, considering that I've never had to think about setting up a VO booth while I'm away on holidays. Is it worth considering, if you're going, is it worth considering throwing stuff in your bag if you've got room that you think you might need? Like, if you've got a good blanket that you think, yeah, that'll work well? Or do do you just take pot luck on what's there when you get to the other end? Uh, Well, it depends if I'm travelling, if it's domestic, or within Australia, Mm. and... I'm going somewhere warm, so I don't need so many clothes. Yes. <laughs> then I would take I'd take the tri booth. Yeah, me. right. Because I find that so much more comfortable to work in in the tri booth. But like this trip was, um, you know, but, long but haul. doesn't it also just kill the room better because it covers the whole back of the mic? It's not just a half shell; it's a full shell. Yeah, I, look, I, 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 I've done some, you know, sort of comparisons when I've got back, just a being with stuff from here and stuff in the tri booth and. You know, it's pretty hard to pick. Yeah. In fact, it was one of the one of my clients in Dubai who um, I said, you know, what, how's this file sounding that I was sending to him? And he said, I can't even hear the difference. But then again, he does process before he even starts to edit. So, Yeah, he's got a baseline amount of processing he's putting on. He's not yeah. listening to the audio on a sort of analytical in, level. In but that's the bottom line. Yeah. You know yeah. the client. The client knows you. You know the quality they need, and you have a rapport with that client. So... It's that's that's what you want as an actor to have that open communication yeah. I mean, with the client. Sometimes the processing, sometimes the processing will make it worse. Like if you put yeah. enough compression on something, it's going to pull the room oh, out of it even more. Yeah. Like yeah, it's an old trick with drums. If you want them to sound boomy and roomy, you just like compress, compress the crap a lot. out of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Compression really brings up room tone, uh, noise floor. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so. Yeah. That's a good experiment. That was cool to listen to uh, how that was going to work in context with your home studio. And don't judge my reads. They were pretty shit, but I was away. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite. With thanks to Trimus. And Austrian Audio. Recorded using Source Connect. Edited by Andrew Peters. And mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging. With tech support from George the Tech Whitam. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say good day, drop us a note at our website. The Pro Audio Suite.